to another edition of The Power of Fitness with Jack Nunn, and right here on Talk Story Radio Network. And uh, how's it going, Jack? Good. How, how, how are you? Good, man. Doing real well. Doing real well. And it's, uh, it's been a while, but we're going to try to get back in the groove of things. And I uh, just want to let our listeners know The Power of Fitness with Jack Nunn is brought to you by Rowworks Gym, located at 5750 Boathouse Lane here in Long Beach, where you get uh, indoor rowing, personal training, boot camp, and all your fitness needs met uh, by Jack Nunn. And the uh, web address is www.rowworks.com. And you can call via the phone. What's the phone number there, Jack? Five six two six eight eight one seven one six. Basically, uh, the same program that is formerly Powerhouse Fitness. We just uh, switched the name to make it more uh, rowing oriented because that's really all we're doing now. With the we have just the one location now at the boathouse, which works really well with views of the water of a marine stadium. And at night, uh, you get beautiful Long Beach sunsets um, and actually dolphins come up it's just really cool <laughs> so you get all kinds of wildlife while you're while you're working out so. <laughs> that's always cool and give, give you something to think about while you're sitting there uh, sweating and trying to keep up with the right stroke rate right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so. well you know we uh also i know that you you also do some uh triathlon training uh helping people with that but you you've had some recent experiences with your with your triathlon uh events and such and let's talk about that a bit yeah so um i got kind of thrown into i just did you know finished cosmel about six months ago we talked about that race that was my fastest race to date and then uh, my buddy wanted to do one more uh rowing a former friend of mine that uh or rowing friend of mine that wanted to do another triathlon we did the first one together in france in 2008 He's the one that kind of like got me thrown into the whole Ironman stuff. I've always wanted to do it, but you kind of have to have that friend that, you know, kind of pushes you into it sometimes and, you know, people that kind of instigate things. Yeah. Um, and he was my instigator. It's a good, I mean, it's a good thing. It was great. It was great because I don't, you know, I really don't think I would have done all the Ironmans I've done without his support and his uh, guidance. So it's really cool. Um, but, so he decided to do one in Texas and in the woodlands. And, um, so this, this just happened last month and I trained really hard for it. Um, was really serious about it. I was going to go for my fastest time, uh, to date and also, um, you know, bought a bunch of gear and, you know, just prepared heavily for it. Um, learning from all the mistakes in the past, just little things that happened. And, um, and then, you know, as the event got closer, people were, uh, were you know, talking about the heat. Oh, man, it's going to be hot. Oh, it's this, it's that. It's, it's the bike ride is really tough. I'm like, what the heck? I thought this was going to be an easier one, you know, <laughs> because of the travel. And because it's in the U.S., I've uh, done, you know, France, Brazil, and Cozumel. So this one was in the U.S. So that's the travel issue was going to be easier. But sure enough, um, you know, everything that could go, could have gone wrong, went wrong. Um, and at the worst time, uh, one of the major issues was obviously heat. It was 90 degrees. Uh, the temperature spiked that weekend. Um, very, very humid, obviously, uh, in Houston and, um, in a very tough course. But on top of that, um, my buddy and I, the night before the race were, you know, typical carb load, you go for pasta, you know, you think safe place, uh, 
Uh, most people make fun of me now for saying it, but back in the day, 10 years ago, we used to go to Olive Garden to get just a generic pasta and stuff like that. Well, this particular Olive Garden gave me food poisoning. Oh, so the night before the race on Friday, and I raced it on Saturday, and couldn't sleep all night. Heart was racing. I thought it was nerves, obviously, but I was like, man, this feels like something else. The morning of, wake up, I don't feel right. I'm totally out of it. Um, as I'm driving to the course, I almost pull over, and, and I'm like, no, this can't be happening. Like, what's wrong? Um, and a half hour before the race starts, like a half hour, we have to get out of the bike transition. This is like 7 or 6 a.m. Um, I actually sprint and do a hurdle over the gate, you know, where they have the bikes and stuff into the bushes and just lose it. And, uh, and it was not pretty. And so all this time, effort, you know, preparation really counted for nothing, um, in the end, because it just, you, you had everything taken away from you just from one meal. And, um, it was a really big heartbreak before my body was in shock. I just didn't realize what was, you know, I was like, man, should I race? You know, should I not? And, uh, any normal person probably wouldn't have, would have called it quits, you know? Uh, but I was like, you know, I've raised a lot of money for this. I, I actually signed up for an Ironman foundation slot. So for all the triathletes out there, that's a big deal because I've raised a lot of money for charities during the event. Right. And I felt kind of like obligated, obviously to just, see where I could go and I'll just I felt a lot better obviously when I you know got everything out of my system but my body was in shock I couldn't eat couldn't didn't have an appetite obviously um but anyways I I ended up starting the event um kind of just in my mind like threw it out like I'm like no I'm not sick I'm fine I'm good I'm, I'll be good and uh anyways Mind over matter. Mind over body doesn't work so well until your body quits. <laughs> <laughs> so I got through the swim barely. Um, I got through the uh, through the bike, and then on the run I fell apart. Uh, my body went to shock, and um, I got pulled off the course eight miles to the finish. So I um, that night I was, I was I basically like I told myself I was like that that broke me like I've never had anything in my life as hard as that and I, I always point to France when I did my first Ironman I was like that was the hardest thing I've ever done this was like twice that right. and on top of being sick you're racing on top of being sick and racing you're in the heat I got like second degree like heat massive burns on my back because I didn't I just was totally out of it I didn't put enough sunscreen on um that wasn't good. Uh, and, you know, my heart rate was only like 115 the whole time. I mean, I just, just couldn't pull, I just couldn't put it together. Um, and, you know, the, 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 and the end, the reason why I'm talking about this is, is, you know, Angela Madsen, everyone knows Angela Madsen did her trip to Hawaii. Um, and she had to cut out from Gale Force winds and, you know, it's something similar. I mean, obviously, she was out there for, you know, going to be out there for three months. This was only one day right. with my event. So it makes my event look like nothing, obviously. But uh, <laughs> with her and her situation, you know, 
from what I hear, because I haven't really talked to her yet in person, but it's that same thing. It's just that discouragement, you know, that, that let down, you know, everything was planned and, you know, you, and then you just can't plan things. So, um, you know, for everyone out there that is doing an event or plans to do something, you know, and just know that things can go wrong and you learn from those mistakes and maybe you don't, maybe you just get screwed like food poisoning, but you know, you just, you, you become stronger from these things. And I know that from after my event, I hurt so bad that actually I, I went back and recovered like in a few days and did a trap on that next weekend, just like a mini one. Right. And, and I was like, nothing has hurt. Nothing hurts as bad as I just went through. So I just found a new pain threshold. And so in a way, a positive thing because your body, you know, you know your body's limits and you can go farther and you have to take that into a positive thing because, um, you know, you can push harder and you know where your limits are. And so I, you just try and take something positive out of everything. So, um, people are like, you know, do you regret it? You know, anything like that? I'm like, no, you know, I'm good. I learned from that mistake. And I, I'm sure you go through a, a long low, but then you come out of it and you come out of it stronger. So it was, it was definitely a, the worst experience of my life. It was, uh, it was awful. I mean, it, it just, and, and I've never told myself so many times that I wanted to quit in one day. Right. You know, I'm just, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. It was like every minute I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. So, pushing through that, that's pretty cool. And then knowing that someone said, actually, I didn't even think about this till like a week after. And I was telling a story to some, one of my friends, but they said that, well, at least your, your body quit before your mind did. And I was like, that's a really good point. You know? Well, that's an so, interesting, obviously, interesting you know, point that you bring up. And, and, okay. and I'm wondering if this has to do with uh, your training or your fitness, because I have, I have had a chance to talk to uh, Angela since she, returned and you know she said similar things it's, it's a matter of making the right decision to to end whatever you know feat you're trying to accomplish uh, uh you know mentally and knowing that maybe physically physically you can continue on but mentally knowing it's not safe or um your body is not is not up to the task um, where do you do you think that's a part of the the, the training that you you go through that you're able to to assess these situations and you know your body and you know your limitations or uh, how how does one come to these come to these conclusions? Yeah, that's you know that's a great question, um, and this again is from experience. And I know with my body, um, what happened with me was I was I was going to finish. I, I had it in my mind. I was already. I got to the bike. Actually, you know, I was coming out of my food poisoning thing, but it was kind of too late. You know, I didn't. I, I wasn't eating. Um, I didn't eat enough. I was taking my salt tablets. I was doing water. I was doing, you know, electrolytes, but I wasn't eating. And that's you're just screwed. You can't. You can't. Your body will go in shock if you can't eat. So you just can't get enough. And I was doing goo and stuff, but that, that even didn't work out so well. But anyways, I had it in my mind. I was like, okay, I'm going to walk this last. Cause I was walking at this point. I'm going to, I was like, I'm, I'm at eight miles to go. 
and I'm going to finish. Like, right. I, I don't care what time it is. I'm going to finish, though. And I had it in my mind. But when the sun went down and that heat, that really hot heat that was warming my body, all of a sudden cooled down about 10 degrees, my whole body went into shakes uh, because I poured a, a, like a glass of water over my shoulders, which I was doing the whole day. Yeah. And when I did that, on the last lap, the sun went down and I got the chill. And I know from past experiences, when I, my body goes into chills, like starts shaking, it will take hours for it to recover. Yeah. Personally, I can't. I, and I know, you know, a lot of people are like that. Some people can snap back. I know when my body goes like that, though, it, it's, it's over. And I go into fetal position. I can't move. I can't function. My whole body quits, and all I can think about is a hot shower or hot water, um, and then just being in bed. So it's happened to me a few times um, and before in the past. So that's when I knew when I did that that I was thinking. Actually, first thought was, uh, well, first thought was, oh no. But second thought was, uh, you know, get a sweatshirt or get a jacket from some fan on the, you know, watching some spectator. <laughs> so I was actually asking, I was asking people, I was like, give a sweatshirt, give a sweatshirt. And people were like looking at me like, oh my gosh, this guy is like totally, you know, out of it. And then I was at the finish line actually, which was even more just disheartening, but, uh, cause it goes in laps, you know? So I was listening to the finish line, people going, oh, I'm finished. And the volunteers were like, are you sure you want to quit? And I'm like, just, I just need a sweatshirt. Like, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't go on because then it's like you're, then it's like you're playing with fire with your body. Your body's telling you, hey, listen, I, I'm really, I, I can't move, I can't go on, and and then if you move, if you go farther, you're risking serious injury, right? Um, or serious, you know. And then it's like, is it really worth it? And most of the time, no. Like, uh, for survival, if you had to, like, survive for something, like, if it's a life-threatening situation, yeah, okay, you know, you're trying to get off a mountain, like, the, uh, the movie, and actually, I recommend any, everyone see, um, the movie, it's a, kind of a, a small budget film, but it's based on a true story, it is a true story, it's, it's called Touching the Void, um, and he breaks, the guy breaks his leg, mountain climbing, he has to climb off the mountain, and he's, and he's just focusing on getting off the mountain for survival. Okay, that, yes. Iron Man events, something you voluntarily put yourself through, no. Right. You know, but you do get to reach that, you get close, you know, if you're strong, you, you can get close to that, you know, feeling. And, um, and you know, in a way, it's kind of a cool thing. I shouldn't say it's a cool thing because I never wanted to experience that again. <laughs> but <laughs> it's it's kind of like, okay, I know where I can go. You know, I know where my body can go and I'm that strong. So you, you have a, when you do something, I always think like of, um, like my pain threshold, I always think of my rowing workouts and the hardest rowing workout I've ever done and, and, and on national team or college. And there's a few I can point to and I know that feeling. And when I do events, I'm like, yeah, this still isn't there. So I can go farther. And so with this thing, it's like, okay, that almost, you know, killed me and I can just go farther. I can go farther. And, and so it's, it's, 
it's a really it's just a really cool thing to be aware of those things mentally and and it, you just the older you get the more experiences you go through and it's it's kind of a you know it's just the knowledge you know knowing where you can go and what your body can do and I think a lot of people have that that's why they do it they want to know how far can I go and that challenge you know Right, right, right. And a lot of it's a lot of it's filling a void, you know, um, whether it's getting away from the real world or, you know, pushing yourself beyond the limits and and, you know, trying to it's like a positive distraction, you know, you're you're doing things to not necessarily get away from the real world, but you know, just focus on other things to kind of ease, put your mind at ease, and you know, have an athletic fitness which is good for you. Um, you know, as far as like, uh, if that's an addiction, um, a good addiction, at least it's not drugs and alcohol, you know, or, you know, I mean, it's, it's exercises. Absolutely. I mean, people that exercise are generally happier people. They're more energetic. They're, you know, all, you know, all the good things that come with it. So, um, you, there is that limit. You can do too much. I mean, there is too much. Like, it becomes kind of insane, but, you know, you can kind of create a balance. So. Um, but it's, sorry to go on, but it's it's just, you know, all these emotions go through you, and but you do have that. It's a great question, though, because how do you know? You know, and, and I know from, I know from other experiences. So that's when I was like, okay, I can't do this. So, yeah. When, 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 you know, you take, we're, we're talking about, um, you know, you're, you're, you know, comp- basically competition, uh, situations, but when, uh, someone, you know, is, is new back, back in the gym or, um, trying, trying to, uh, increase their fitness levels and stuff like that, you know, in their own way, they go through similar, similar thought processes. And I'm sure people sitting in class, you know, r- rowing for the first time or in a boot camp for the first time. Are wondering, you know, can I can I go any further? Um, and am I pushing myself too far? And in class situations, lots of times people don't make the best decision for themselves. What do you tell individuals uh, about this? About knowing their body, or, or what, how far do they push themselves, especially in class situations? Yeah, it's a, a great question. I mean, now that we're in the middle of summer, it's it's always a question I get actually. Uh, around New Year's, right? You know, the New Year's resolution, people starting out. But it's never a question that gets old. It's always, you know, very important to know that um, even now if you start, and it's never too late to start an exercise routine, you start now. Start. Don't have a reason, you know, just start. Just go. But when you start, you're going to want to go like crazy. Like everyone starts out, a lot of people, I shouldn't say everyone, but they all start out very... The majority start out um, very quickly and very often, uh-huh. and it's actually the opposite thing to do. You want to start out slow and spread out your workouts. Um, now, some people are obviously more eager than others, but you got to watch it because what happens is you get really sore and you don't want to do it the next day, or you, and then it becomes the next day, and then you burn out within two weeks, you know. Right. And then you start all over again. You're actually doing more damage to your mind and your body than you would if you just start out slow. And I should tell you this because I've told 
my parents this when they asked me certain questions about, you know, hey, are you working on this? Are you doing that throughout my whole life? You know, hey, what's going on? And I tell them, I remind them, hey, listen, and I'm going to remind everyone else, and I remind myself, everything is a process. Yeah. Everything is, everything you do is a process, and you need to understand that, that it's not going to happen overnight. You know, athletes work hard. You know, even the greatest athletes um, work hard every day. They're not, you know, yes, yeah, some people are born with natural talents, whatever, but they still work hard at it. Right. They're not just given, the, you know. So you have to understand that you got to take it in steps, in stride, and don't do too much at one time. And then for the, for the other part of the question you asked as far as how do I know how far you go or how hard you go, and I'm going to take a quote from an Olympian, um, anonymous Olympian. I, I don't remember who, which one it was, but I thought it was the greatest ever quote um, after an event she did. And Nancy was saying, you know, interviewed her. What would you say to the public out there that's, you know, trying to do fitness goals and work out and get, you know, get faster, better results? And she explained, listen, everyone, <laughs> and took your, looked into the camera and she, you know, got very passionate about athletics and stuff. I think she was a runner. She said, listen, everyone, you know, if your heart rate's up and you're breathing hard and you're uncomfortable, that's where you want to be. If you're breathing hard and you feel like this is hard, that's, that's working out. You want to be uncomfortable. You want to get out of your comfort zone. Now, for people just starting working out, they can take that, you know, just don't take it overly, you know, don't pass out. But, you know, your heart rate's up, you're breathing hard. That's that's where you want to be most of the time. Right. Um, and you don't want to be too comfortable. You just, because you're not really going to get anywhere. I mean, you need to, and then you need to take steps to, to find out where that is. You, you know, I can try and tell people individually exactly where they want to be, but I'm not them. So... You know, I can interview them and see where their past is and kind of get, it's kind of like an educated guess as far as what, where they should be at or what they should be feeling. But everyone has a unique story. So it's really what their journey, what they're finding. And I'm a guide for them, but it's really what they do. I I can't do it for them. So I'm a guide, I'm a coach taking them through a journey of a workout and then I tell them, hey, listen, you want to be breathing hard, heart rate's up, feeling like this, example, you know. And lately, actually, I've been um, using it in my cycling classes as well, mostly. In rowing, I sort of use it, but in cycling, I use a 1 to 10 scale, which is a very generic, very, um, you know, common scale to use in cycling as far as where your tension should be and all that stuff on the bike. And lately I've actually been using the pain scale um, when you go to the doctor, mm-hmm. like 1 through 10, right. and everyone knows that. They're like, how much pain do you feel? Like, is it 1 or is it 10, like being the most? And so I tell because people are like, I don't know where I should be, I don't know where I should feel, what's a 5, what's a 6. And the scientific name for it is perceived exertion. I think I've talked about this in other classes. PE, perceived exertion. What do you think is a 6 or a 7? And lately I've been using that pain scale for the doctor, a 6 or a 7 or an 8. 
I want you to turn that knob up to feel that because that is tension, that is power, that is calories burned, and that's pain. And it still holds true, no pain, no gain. You know, it really does. Like, you got to get a little pain to get that, you know, fitness goal. So, and um, I've had discussions with people that disagree with me on that, but if you're not comfortable, if you're out of breath, that's where you want to be, and that's not comfortable, <laughs> you know? So you want to you wanna get there and... and and find out what that is, you know, start your workout routine two to three times a week, build on that, you know, 45 minutes, pace yourself to go from there make it a lifestyle, you know? So. And yeah, and that's, that's the most important thing I think is, is once it becomes a, a lifestyle or a habit, um, then you, you start to, you start to see the benefits, uh, more of a longer lasting situation other than some kind of quick, quick change in yourself you see the long lasting benefits yeah yeah and it's not just like weight loss i mean weight loss is totally because muscle weighs more than fat it's how you feel it's how you um how you look how number one how you feel yeah number two how you look number you know how you fit in your clothes or how you're looking are you looking tone don't worry about the scale i i tell people i'm like the scale is trivial it's don't worry about the scale unless you're doing an event that you have to qualify for that requires you to weigh on the scale, you know? Right. I weigh, I weigh 215 pounds. I am 6'3". On, on the BMI scale, I'm overweight. <laughs> okay? It's totally whack. It's totally not what you want to focus on. Unless you're competing for something that requires you to weigh, you know what I mean, weigh a certain weight or get under a certain, you know, for something. But weight, and I know we all get caught up into it, but do not look at that. Try your best not to look at that. Throw it away, you know, just, no. I mean, look at um, look at clothes size, look at um, how, you, how you feel, how you, you know, how you look. Um, and then when you, when you work out, you're going to be, you're going to be craving better foods. You're going to tend to be craving, your body's going to adapt to that. I think a lot of people, you know, when we talk about just noticing differences or changes, um, you know, when, when you get back into a routine or something, you find just little things, um, you might get winded going up a flight of stairs before. And then after, after you've gotten a routine of a certain type of workout, you know, you, you take a flight of stairs, you don't notice it immediately, but you realize that you're not winded. You know, it's, and you, you might, mm-hmm. it might not hit you till later that, Hey, I, I took a couple of flights of stairs at work that I normally take and, and, you know, need to sit down and uh, just kept on rolling. So I think when mm-hmm. people get into a, a routine and a habit and get consistent, like you said, it might not be something you see on a scale, but you can judge things in other ways. Oh yeah. that's a great point. I mean, I, I kind of consider it as, like being able to do activities and not be, I kind of consider it as like just being more active, being outside, doing, you know, being able to do things is a cool thing, you know, not being on the sideline because, Oh, I can't do that because, you know, I, I just, there's no way. I mean, how much fun, you know what I mean? Like you want to experience life and that's getting outside and doing, that's part of it. And, um, you know, everyone treats his own. I mean, everyone has their thing, but, 
in the end too, um, you know, you want to be, you want to have an efficient body so you can live longer. And when you work out, your heart rate is going up, but then it's going to adapt and be efficient and then go down. Everyone talks about, Oh, what's your resting heart rate? You know, they're bragging about my, my resting heart rate is like 50 or 40 or whatever, you know, and that's a good thing. You want less heartbeats because we only have so many heartbeats in a lifetime, not be so, so dramatic, but Chris Swan talked about that in another radio show. One of my friends is Olympian. Yeah. And he gets it. You know, he's like, you only have so many in a, in a lifetime. So when you work out, you're going super high, but for the rest of the day, you're low and it averages out lower. When people don't work out, your body adapts to that and it has a higher heart rate. What happens is when you do an activity, it goes up even farther and then there's nowhere to go. Right. So, and some, sometimes heart attack and you know, that's not a good thing. So, you're putting your body in shock by not being active. Exactly. And that is not, after years and years of doing that, you, you're going to develop damage throughout your body and, and it's going to, later in life, you're going to end up with more hospital bills, more medications. You're not going to live happier longer. The chances are you're not going to live, you know, it's not a definitive thing. But, you know, most cases, I mean, you're helping yourself out by doing that. And people, like I said in the beginning, like people that are active are generally happier and just like live, you know, they live life and uh, to the fullest. And um, um, that's something I always tell people like just, and then, yeah, don't take for granted. Like if the next time you do an event, like feel the effects, like say, Hey, listen, wow. And I still do that. Actually, I was on my, um, beach cruiser the other day yeah. and I was going up a really steep hill um, and usually from the beach I was going up a really steep hill and usually on the beach cruiser I, I kind of get winded or you know in the past I've had to get off my bike or something like that and then I noticed I was like just jamming up the hill like nothing I was like wow like that's pretty amazing Seriously. and I still think that you know it's like you don't take any of your granted. Everything's the first time, you know, just exactly like flights of stairs, like, wow. And be, that's, that should be like little small things. Look for small things for motivation. So. Exactly. Well, that's going to do it for us yeah. today, uh, Jack. And, uh, be back next week. Uh, what's the day? Today's Tuesday, right? <laughs> yeah, day. Tuesdays. Yeah, next, Tuesdays. Next Tuesday at one o'clock for more of the power of fitness with Jack Nunn. Uh, anything, any last, last second thing, Jack, before we get off? Um, no, just, you know, if, um, you need any more information, we've been in the paper a couple times now locally in the press telegram and also the Grenian. We had a big, uh, nice article about, uh, the new program. It's, it's essentially the same. We just have a new name, a new look. We have, uh, Joan Van Blum, who's doing, she's an Olympian, two-time silver medalist in rowing. She's teaching classes for us. And we also have Peter Graves uh, that's here on and off, but he was in the Olympics just last year uh, in London for Ryan. And um, so we have some major talent, and you cannot buy that. I mean, that's just, even if you paid somebody a lot of money, they probably, you know what I mean? Like, they just don't have the time. You can't find people like that to teach right. classes. Uh, and whether in any sport you, you're doing 
mean, who can say they're being taught by an Olympian? Exactly. Um, that's pretty insane. And, yeah. and my dad also teaches a lot of classes too. He's an Olympic coach. Um, and uh, so, yeah, if you can, come on down to the Boathouse on 5750 Boathouse Lane. You can visit the website, RowWorks, R-O-W-O-R-X.com, um, and the class schedule's up there. We have 20 classes a week, um, and we also feature boot camp classes four times a week. And uh, we make it really fun. Camaraderie's great. People help each other out, it's, and you have views. You can't beat the view. I mean, it's like insane. <laughs> great. Exactly. I mean, other fitness centers are like, oh, I know they're so envious. They're like, oh. <laughs> you know, and I, I'm I'm trying to sell that big time because it is like I'm I'm bragging about that right now all over Facebook everywhere because it is. <laughs> I need to do more because is, no one it, has that. It is a great view. All right, we got to roll. And uh, thanks a lot, Jack. And we'll do it again next week. Okay. Thanks so much. Another edition of The Power of Fitness with Jack Nunn right here on Talks for Radio Network. And we'll see you again next week. Stay off. <laughs>